All right. I think we have every technical difficulty worked out, and I know Rob Halford is on a tight schedule. So we interrupt these commercials to bring you a broadcast, and I believe we're about to speak to the metal god himself, the author of Confess, Mr. Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Rob, are you there? Hello, Drew. Yes, here I am, man. Great to be with you again. What's up, Tampa? Man, great to have you, Rob. Thanks a lot for making time. And how is your radio tour going so far, sir? It's going great. It's going great. I'm, I'm moving around the beautiful United States of America, spreading the gospel of confess and having a great time doing it. A lot of people are going to find out the intimate details of your life in this book. You're overcoming alcohol and drug abuse. Uh, the moment when on MTV you made either a conscious or accidental decision to reveal your sexuality to the world. Can you tell me about that moment when the TV lights are on and you're sitting down and that moment clicks in where you're like, it's finally time to start living my truth? Yeah, what a what a beautiful moment that was. And it was for any of us that, that you know, that push through the, the, the closet door and we and we say to, to everybody, Hey look, this is who I am, deal with it. <laughs> because you've got to be that strong and powerful, you know, you've got to live your life on your own terms. And that's what I chose to do that day. The cool thing about it, Drew, is that I never really um Planned it, you know. I went to the MTV studio that day to talk about the two records that I'd made with John Five and and, uh, and Train Tresman, and uh, it was just in a very kind of open discussion about this, that, and the other, you know. And I said, "Hey, yeah, well, you know, speaking as a gay man, blah blah blah, yada yada yada." So there you go. That was the way I I I, uh, I came out of that closet in a very kind of formal, informal. Uh, way of expressing it, but man, what what a what a great sense of relief that was. Because as I went back to the hotel, I'm like, well, that's it, it's done, you know, and uh, I feel so good about it. So you said that you expected to get a negative reaction from that, or at least that there would be criticism, and you got the exact opposite. That had to feel so uplifting for you to have people support you for finally uh, confessing, if you will, what you had kept inside uh, for all those years? It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You know, when you're in that um, dark, scary closet, that's the, that's the fear that perpetuates you. You know, and fear isn't a real thing. It's just an emotion. So you're surrounding yourself by all of these kind of false illusions, and one of them was that, I was going to get rejected, and I wasn't. I was embraced, and it just shows you the love that's out there in the world um, for you to be who you are. And um, particularly in heavy metal, and it just reinforced what I now know, um, that the heavy metal community is all-inclusive. It's unconditional love. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, color of your skin, religion, sexuality, whatever, how much money you got, what kind of car you drive. It's immaterial. We're all in this together. We all love each other. We all surround ourselves with, uh, with heavy metal music. And uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's just the most um, uplifting, powerful feeling that, um, that you can ever go through. 
one of the uh, one of the really the stories in Confess, the autobiography available now from Rob Halford of Judas Priest, was the story about your drunken attempts to seduce Paul from Iron Maiden. When we heard about that a couple of weeks ago, we spun it into a topic on our show. Uh, what two male rock and rollers would you love to see in a man-on-man encounter? And I think it's a sign of how far we've come that uh, relatively straight guys like John and me easily said, sure would love to see Sebastian Bach and Axl Rose going at it. <laughs> John, who did you say you'd like to see? Uh, I forget. I think it was uh, Scott Stapp and uh, um, James Hetfield, I believe. <laughs> oh, man. That spoke. That's great. That's great. I love this kind of stuff. It makes my day. Um, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you guys a list because it's fucking great list. I love car wrecks and that kind of stuff. You know, um, these 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 guys. Uh, that ain't gonna work. Or they wouldn't know where to start. Or uh, does this go in there? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they'd figure it out in the end. Yeah, they got two holes to choose from. Which one shall we use? All that kind of stuff. Oh, man, I love it. I think it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Hey, guys, you got to have fun. you gotta, you got to laugh, you know? I mean, yeah, but we're talking seriously. But listen, if you can't get through life without, you know, elevating it and having some fun and joking around, as long as it's not hurtful, it's great, man. I love it. That's, but I, I've got a visual, man. You give me... Not a problem. I, I hope they do. Uh, Rob, listen, I know you're on a tight schedule, man. I appreciate the time very much. I know that uh, the uh, the demons that you struggled with when it comes to drugs and alcohol were fueled by the fact that you were kind of living a secret life and the angst and frustration that fed into that. Proud of you for keeping it clean and sober. I know how tempting that must be as a rock and roller to relapse. You're a strong human being. You speak for a lot of people out there, and you're a very important figure, not just in music, uh, but in society as well. So thanks a lot for the time, and I hope that everybody out there picks up Rob Halford's autobiography, Confess, and learns all about this wonderful man who's overcome a lot to get to where he is right now. And thank you for the time, my good man. About the beautiful, powerful, uplifting words, and I really, really appreciate them. That's very gracious of you to, to say those um, uh, beautiful things. Um, love you guys, love you, Tampi, WXPT, and um, we will survive like Gloria Dana, and uh, we're going to come back and trash you all with a good dose of screaming any metal from the Metal Garden Judas Priest. Can't wait, dude. Have a great day. Thanks for the kind words yourself, and uh, and rock on. We'll talk soon, Rob. Take it easy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Take it easy. That would have been phenomenal. I thought it was. I thought the phone connection was pretty good. It was all right. I mean, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have let him go so quickly if it was a good phone connection. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a it's a tough one. He lo- He seemed to very much appreciate you though. 
Like he loved the 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 front man on front man love. He yeah. man in a in a in, in a, a quote that'll live with me forever. You've only got two holes, so pick one. I mean, that, that was a Judas Priest song in the nineteen eighties, yeah. but put that on my tombstone. So I'm trying to think like if you had to make an all star hard rocking oh. band, but only with outwardly gay people. I know you'd you'd have Rob Halford as a front man. I know you'd have Bob Mould as the uh, the lead guitarist and backup singer. I, I, maybe I just need a bigger pool of of gay men. Maybe to swim in because Bob Mould from uh, Husker Du and then his band Sugar. He has a new album out, Blue Hearts. He definitely wears his politics on his sleeve. Uh, his song American Crisis is getting a little bit of run, and he rocks hard. This dude's sixty something. Rob Halford, by the way, 69. <laughs> and he's old. Hard rocking gay dudes. 727-579-1025. I'm looking now for a nice uh, uh, list of gay rockers. Outwardly gay rockers? Like, openly gay rockers. Because I, uh, I so, don't know too many. Okay, do they need to be alive? For our, for our mystery band? Um, not necessarily. Okay, well, it's a fictional band anyway. Freddie Mercury is is number one on this list. Yeah. Followed by Rob Halford. I don't consider Queen hard rock. Though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Joan Jett. Yeah, these. She's none not. Of these. Oh wait, I, I I'm not. Okay, I'm okay. not. I'm not trolling. Is Joan Jett? Okay. Outwardly? Although has not confirmed nor denied rumors oh, okay. that she is a lesbian or bisexual, she right. sh- simply told people to believe what they want about her. Yeah. So Drew, you know these she, lists, you can't trust them. Drew Gobble Live. Who are you? Jesse. Hi, Jesse. What's up? Hey, I just heard you guys talking about openly gay um, rockers and the band you'd make. You're not going to throw Freddie Mercury up there as your front man? Well, John said that, and uh, it is a... I I don't consider Queen to be a hard rock band. Like, I'm talking hard rock, like Husker Du, uh, Judas Priest, harder rock than Queen. Queen, don't get me wrong, phenomenal band, exceptional rock and roll band, but they'd hardly be called hard rock. Fair enough. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, call. What about, I mean, since we have to put together a whole band, and I know you appreciate this band, Roddy Bottom of Faith No More, yeah, the keyboardist he, for Faith No More, sure. came out in 93. Yeah. So can he be our keyboardist? Yes. Yeah, that seems like it would be cool. Definitely, because Faith No More, I would consider them a hard rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a punk rock band of three gay dudes called uh, Pansy Division. And uh, I was I was really into their band uh, when they were on the Lookout label, which is Green Day's original label. And they've got songs about being gay and songs not about being gay. One of their more infamous songs is Bill and Ted's Homosexual Adventure. Oh, oh man. So what, this is early 90s then? This would be like early to mid-90s. Oh, how am I just now hearing this? It's a great way to raise advocacy. Check the lyrics. To California Valley Boys, the very best of friends. They used to go on dates with girls, but now they don't pretend. After trying to deny it, they went ahead and tried it. Couldn't believe how excellent it felt. <laughs> It's no bogus journey. It's their heart's true yearning. It's 
No cursing. I appreciate that. In the garage, and when did they play it on the radio? They're practicing their guitar solos. But in the bedroom, they're practicing on one another. School was such a pain. What a way to waste your brain. Cause you know what's on their minds. Hey, dude, 69. It's no bow. Journey. The last, uh, the last verse says, "They might seem kind of dumb, but they're not rubes. They've got each other by the pubes, <laughs> squeezing on one another's tubes. One's dark, one is blonde. Day and night, they get it on." They might seem kind of dumb. Drew Gobble Live. Hello, how can I help you? That's a bop. Slash. What's up, man? What about the refused? The refused. Uh, never heard of them. Never heard of the refused. No. What? Which word didn't you they understand? Were all gay. You just said no. Fake names. The refused. Okay. Look them up. I just did. Why should we have heard of it? Hmm. Why are you getting so mad at me? Because I've never heard your band. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. I wondered yesterday if uh, if Rob had come out a lot earlier, if he would have maybe made it a more amenable environment for other closeted rock and roll gay musicians? It's it's tough because, I mean, how, and, and I don't know necessarily how mainstream, how mainstream was Judas Priest at that time. Mm. And, and I was surprised to hear him say, you know, he talks about that time when he came out as being so overwhelmingly positive, which, right. is, which is kind of surprising considering the time that it, that it was. And sure. Without knowing the ins and outs of the metal community, I wouldn't automatically, you know, feel that way. Mm-mm. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Hey, it's Bobby. Hey, what's up? About Kenny Rogers and Gary Busey. They're not gay. Kenny Rogers is gay. Kenny Rogers is not gay. He's dead. Well, I dead guys, gay. dead guys can't get gay, dude. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Well, I think in regards to if he would have come out and like that fear, all of the people around him who were closest and knew probably advised him not to. Oh yeah. Oh, it would have been career not career suicide, but definitely tougher to book them. I mean, I I can't help but draw some parallels between Rob Halford and, and Nate Kalina. Like I feel like the mm. worlds that they were in, there was yeah. so much uncertainty to what would happen if they did come out that they thought everything that defined them would be gone if right. if they came out. So, you know, I, I, I feel for him. I just hope his just hope his father took it better than Nate's did. Drew Gobble Live, hello. Who are you? Better result anyway. Nate. Hi, Nate. What's up? Hey, the, I'm not certain who the guy that just called in, what he was talking about with the refuse in the sense of uh, being gay. I, I'm not sure. Now, with that being said, the refused are a European man <clears throat> that put out in the late 90s uh, an album called the shake of, uh, the shape of punk to come. Mm. I don't know if that's what he was referencing, mm. but it is a benchmark in, uh, it, it, I would most certainly hope that's what he was trying to refer to mm. and not down them. He's it, like, he said, look up the refused. Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, John, would you do me a huge favor? There's a question I really wanted to ask Rob. Um, if I were to get, 
uh, Bad Connection, Rob Halford, back on the line. You remember uh, when we were talking to Laura Jane Grace about the lyric that she had written ads against me uh, in the song The Ocean where she talked about wanting to dress up in women's clothes and how everybody missed that? Yeah. Well, Judas Priest had a song that was called Raw Deal, and it was about there were gay dudes in it. Like, it was about, you know, there were gay lyrics. Okay. And I just wanted to ask him if it was frustrating to find out that, um, you know, that that the world just yeah. kind of ignored his gay. Are lyrics. you asking me if I'll ask him for you? Yeah, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Micah, can you get bad uh, connection, Rob Halford, back on the line? Absolutely. All right, thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. Oh, oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Uh, oh, he's hey, online. Hey, 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 Rob, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking the time to get back on the line with us. Oh yeah, no problem, mate. It's just really great to be. Just been on radio tour right now and oh, just talking yeah. about my book, Confess. I oh. want everybody to pick it up. Well, your phone connection got a little better, which I do appreciate. Oh, uh, about that. Really, just wanted to try and bring you back as a question that Drew's really been wondering about. Where uh, the, is he, the, by the way? Uh, is he he is, uh, you know, yeah. he's not here. Yeah. Uh, the song yeah. Raw Deal, it yeah. seems to explicitly talk about gay men and, and gay butt sex. Uh, is that uh, Was that on purpose? Yeah. Or can you can you talk to me a, a little bit about um, yeah. the, the process you went through to write that song? Oh, sure. You know, it's really frustrating for me at the time because I thought I had revealed a lot about my sexuality and my lyrics and I Rob? Thought, thought that people would really pick up on it and uh, it, when I dwelled it by the 1977 song Raw Deal, I thought I was coming out I thought people were smart enough to understand that I was talking about dudes getting on dudes and shoving knobs Rob? and shooting ropes all over their faces and things like that but in actuality, <laughs> people just seemed to ignore those lyrics and uh, I was able to remain in the closet even though I did not wish to remain yeah, that must have been a tough. Uh, that must have been a tough time for you. Were your parents or your father at least alive when you came out? And if so, how did your father feel about you being gay? Oh, that's a great question, mate. I'm not even sure it was so long ago. You know, what I mean, I just uh, don't know if uh, they were both alive or not. But when I wrote Raw Deal in 1977, uh, you know, I had a lyric in there that said, uh, uh, "I moseyed up to the counter." Uh, in New York. Okay, can I just give you the lyrics? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Thank Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks for making the time again, by the uh, way. Yeah, that's uh, the guys were fooling with the denim dudes. A couple of cards played rough stuff. New York Fire Island. <laughs> uh, case the joint, staring at the scenes. I moseyed up to the counter, and the tender came a grinning. I snapped a smile off his face and scowled. Give me a bourbon. The mirror on the wall was collecting and reflecting all the heavy bodies ducking, stealing, eager for some action. The scene screwed me up. I saw some contact. The big boys saw me and knew that. Yeah, I, I got to say, Rob, um, here you go, reading those back, that doesn't yeah. sound like, like a song about gay men at all. It sounds yeah. like a song about a crime or a robbery. Oh, no, it's about gay uh, men in Fire Island and, uh, you know, by the way, a lot of people think I might sound like Bane from the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> movies. I just want to say I'm not Bane. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, and you, yeah. No, I was no, just, I was no, just wondering if you... Good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks for talk. making the... Thanks for but calling back, Rob. Hello? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Rob Halford, everybody. Bad, Bad connection. connection. <laughs> we need to work on the connection. 
John, what are you firing up in those joints over there? Oh, man, I, I, I almost forgot now. Uh, some people re- may remember the story, terrible story, uh, from a couple years ago about the grandfather who dropped his granddaughter out of the cruise ship. Uh, there has been a ruling in court, or at least news coming out of court, uh, that's pretty shocking, as well as details on why and how the TP might be disappearing from the shelves again sooner than you'd like to think that and much more coming up next in john's joints the three o'clock hour powered by heineken who would like to remind you that it's once again time for seasonal beers so if you thought that cold crisp summer heineken was so refreshing you're not wrong but just you wait until you try the heineken fall lineup is it a new product well no it's just the same great tasting lager that's perfect for any season Heineken Original Lager, made of 100% natural ingredients with pure malt and their famous A yeast, which makes Heineken an all-season, all-the-time kind of beer. So whether you're headed out or staying indoors, be sure to enjoy the always-seasonal Heineken Original Lager. Pick up a pack or have it delivered. This is definitely the right season for it. But no matter when you enjoy Heineken, please enjoy it responsibly.